educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And welcome to the Thursday edition of the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And on demand, anytime you like, on your favorite podcast platform. Well, it is 5.09 on Thursday, June 1st. And a shout out to my youngest daughter, uh, Gabriella, because it's her birthday today. So happy birthday, Gabriella. I talked to her a little earlier this afternoon. But before we get any further, say hello to our celebrity guest producer for tonight's show, Mr. Mark Vale from Lincoln. Who, who, who are you talking about? <laughs> Mark turns around, looks at the board. I didn't hear that guest. And yeah, Mark Vale from uh, LNK Today with Jack and Friends filling in for Mr. Johnny Cadillac, who's out uh, doing his wrestling uh, gig tonight. So, Mark, thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah. But you've got some uh, breaking weather and yeah, we've got a little related weather, news. Weather news. Of course, we had a flash flood warning earlier for. Uh, Western and North uh, Eastern Johnson County. Well, that's back because they've had some more uh, uh, heavy rains this afternoon. Some areas down there now between this morning and this afternoon up to six inches as Gee, of four yes. o'clock. So there is a flash flood warning, and this one does include a portion of southeastern Lancaster County, as Chris just mentioned, but it also includes uh, northeastern Gage, central Johnson, southeastern Lancaster, even southwestern Odo County, two to four this morning, and then another one to two. So there's some low lying. Uh, uh, Flash flooding going on in the Adams, Panama, Sterling areas. So yeah, very be aware good. of that. And that was the day, on the same day that the city of Lincoln announced a voluntary water restriction because <laughs> of because of the drought. And we've got that uh, story posted at klin.com. But there's going to be uh, even and odd watering days. Okay. It's voluntary at this point, but yep. but uh, be a good idea to check that out. Boy, that typically when that happens, and it doesn't happen that often, it seems like it's been more and more in recent years. That's typically later in the summer. Yeah, and the last time that we had uh, water um, restrictions was 2019 yeah. with the big flood, but that was a matter of too much water. Yes. Not, uh, you know, we've, I think we've got to go back to 2012 or 2013 okay. when the. No, it's been a while. So. Yeah, it's been a dry, a dry spring. Well, but we're welcome for the rain. We wish we would slow it down a little bit, maybe, so it'd soak in. Yeah, we got 1.26 uh, this morning at the airport, and since then, We've had another seven hundreds oh, this afternoon, yeah. but that's only through uh, four o'clock. Okay, so we'll get an update Gonna on that. Keep going. Well, thank you, Mark. Well, coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll kick off your weekend uh, with the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin, uh, and we'll be joined uh, by Kevin and Cody Schmick, uh, the managing partner in Cater Brewing Company, and Sideshow Spirits, and their third Lincoln project, the uh, German Beer House. So please tune in for that. That'll be fun. Sorry, Mark, are you producing tomorrow? Do you get to, to come in for the Friday Afternoon Club? Uh, no, Caleb will be here tomorrow. So <laughs> See how that works? Yeah, okay. Well, he actually gave me the uh, the option of which oh, okay. one to do. So. Okay, well, I probably, I probably should have been a little bit more uh, uh, communicative of telling you how much fun. But we're going to have fun tonight. Let me tell you what. Uh, coming up here in just a second, our friend uh, Mark... Or Mark... <laughs> Mark is here, and also Jeff Mall is going to be here joining us uh, in just a minute. Uh, but let me just, uh, the legislature uh, is done, the Nebraska legislature, uh, Sine died uh, this afternoon. Uh, they're done with their 90-day uh, session, and uh, boy, it's been 
it's been an interesting one. Some longtime observers have said that uh, uh, it's been a rough and woolly one. But as you may have heard last night, we had Brian Sloan, president of the Nebraska Chamber of Commerce and Industry, on, and and uh, I appreciated Brian's assessment. He said, "Yeah, sure. There's been uh, some culture issues that have gone on, and uh, but there's also been a lot of uh, positive things that that happened." And so. Um, Anyway, so they're done for the year. Um, but speaking of legislative uh, bodies uh, from the Associated Press, uh, days away from a default crisis, the U.S. Senate uh, dashed on Thursday to wrap up work on a debt ceiling and budget cuts package that overwhelmingly cleared the House uh, last night, uh, aiming to send it to the President Joe Biden's desk to become law before the fast-approaching deadline um so in last night the house uh, easily passed the bill that speaker kevin mccarthy and president joe biden had agreed on over the weekend and uh t- yes tensions ran high uh in the house as uh, the far-right republicans refused the deal but uh, biden and mccarthy uh, assembled a bipartisan coalition to push for passage of the bill and the final result was Pretty overwhelming, 314 to 117, with four not voting, and um, including at least one adamant critic of the bill. But it's interesting, more Democrats, 165, voted in favor than Republicans, 149, which I think uh, speaks to the uh, the disconnect um, with some of the far-right conservative members uh, uh, and the strength of the deal brokered by the White House. I mean... Say what you want about Joe Biden, but it turns out he's a pretty good negotiator, as is Speaker McCarthy. You know, I think that's a wonderful example, finally, in Washington, of having a bipartisan... Because at the end of the day, uh, not everybody got what they wanted, and people on the far right were not happy, and people on the far left are not happy. Um, But I think... The rest of us are happy that uh, it looks like we're going to avoid this uh, fiscal cliff that we were threatening to walk off. But the Senate still has to do their job. So anyway, good for them, good for us. And just maybe, who knows, maybe this is a start of something good happening in Washington. Well, as a small business owner myself, uh, each Thursday we bring together what I'm calling Lincoln's Business Roundtable. Uh, the brain trust, if you will, of the business and community leaders uh, to discuss policy issues, trends, challenges, and triumphs that are driving the business environment in our capital city. And so joining me in the studio, all the way from downtown Lincoln, fighting through rain, is Mr. Jeff Mall from Visit Lincoln. Good evening, and... Uh... You know what my water days are? Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday. Okay. Got, got a little sticky note out. to go on the back door, so I don't forget. Okay. Vale, you going to follow me on that? Um, I don't remember what days. I got. Well, are you odd or even? Last number. <laughs> I'm even, but thanks for the opportunity to call me odd. Well, you're also rare, but well done. So. <laughs> no, this is uh, yeah, it was fun driving out here in the rain. It was fun driving to work in the rain and. It's hard to get out of bed this morning with oh, rain hitting the rooftop and yeah. something we haven't done in a long time. Yeah, no, it's Let me play my violin for you. <laughs> it hadn't started raining when I came to work. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, you still do the early mornings, Mark. It's a double duty today for you. 
Blackburn in both ends of this daytime calendar. Today. Yeah. Well, it's an honor to be here with you, by the way. It is. It is. That's why we're on opposite <laughs> sides of this room. Uh, well, I'm delighted, Jeff, uh, that you uh, can join us here on uh, the Dan Parsons Show on 1499 KLIN. And, um, yeah, I mean, what uh, what better place to be? on a rainy Thursday afternoon than talking about what's going on in the business uh, environment here in this uh, wonderful capital city that we call home. Yeah, I think you know we've had an opportunity to talk here the last few weeks and, and bring some really good guests in. we got a, a great second half hour planned today, but I kind of wanted to jump in and just bring up, you know, we had Tim Savona in here from Pinnacle Bank Arena a couple weeks ago, Yeah, and he teased to everybody listening, teased us, didn't tell us who. And he said it was going to be imminent. Yeah, this and, was a big thing coming. But you know, can you say? Well, yeah, they announced. Oh, they did? They announced last week. So big concert oh, announcement yes, coming yes, out of yes. Pinnacle Bank Arena. Yes. I mean, you, you get Cody Johnson in yes. here uh, playing a November 17th concert. Tickets go on sale on June 23rd. And you know what's neat about the Cody Johnson announcement? We just had this kid back in September. That's right. So... Take a look at the date spread there. You rarely have the best come in on that short of a time frame. And to have a kid that's playing at the top end of country music right now, he's been compared to Garth Brooks. I've been reading up on him. Garth Brooks, George Strait, he's bringing real country back. See, and we get him twice in the, in 12 months. I think that's the trend. I, I think, you know, and I, I had this conversation with somebody just last night about my taste of music. And uh, and I have a wide range of music uh, tastes, uh, from jazz to blues to classical to classic rock, to not much of a hip hop guy, but mm-hmm. I, I you know I won't go it and country music. But the modern country music stretches me a little bit. Way back in the day when I was in high school, I I started playing professionally when I barely old enough to drive. Played mm-hmm. in a country swing band. Oh my! Out in western Colo- western Nebraska, sure. eastern Colorado. And, uh, I mean, we had a harp player and a, 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 a steel player, and it was country swing. Did you play behind chicken wire up on the stage so uh, they could throw the beer bottles at you? Some of those, absolutely. Llewellyn, Nebraska, <laughs> oh my uh, goodness. out by the lake, uh, we played uh, a regular gig there. And that bar was, yeah, it was uh, similar to uh, that. And I was 16. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That was like, I hope you were the youngest in the band at the time. I absolutely was. Yeah, they're all older guys, and uh, so, yeah, showed me the ropes. Yeah, so, you know, it, this is just a good indication of how big music is in the industry. And, you know, we talked about the economy when Tim was here, is, is just what this does for not only our hotels, but our restaurants and, and retail. And so, congratulations to Tim and his staff, Charlie Schilling over there for, for landing Cody Johnson. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Tickets will go on sale in June, and uh, start telling your friends this one's going to go quick. Man, yeah, it's just so great. Ten-year anniversary of Pinnacle Bank Arena coming right. up in August. Right. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, and then we'll go from music to art. And, uh, again, uh, I, uh, I'm i a fan of art in this city, and there's so much great uh, art. The, the wonderful front-page story on the Lincoln Journal Star about uh, Kichel's uh, art gallery yep. and, and how he's going uh, having auctions online, uh, and it's international. Yeah, Buck Keechel's done a really good job with with taking art from what is very grassroots in our community. Because, you know, a lot of times we just spend time talking about what's in our own backyard and what's in the community. Mm-hmm. But Buck's international, and it's a great little shop on, on O Street. He's got great space upstairs. What a great story that's been. The old Dietz Music Building. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I spent a few hours in that place uh, through yeah. years. So, you know, the arts are really taking off, and it's it's really time again. Like I think I've said in the past, it, you know, we, we've really got to do a better job getting up to the rooftops and telling our story. You yeah. know, I think we're really good at talking to each other at church and in coffee shops and getting on radio and exciting people that are listening. But, man, we got a big story to tell out there. Well, and that's exact. We're listening. Uh, you're listening to the Dan Parsons Show here on 1499.3 KLIN. We're visiting, as we do often on Thursdays, with the uh, Thursday um, Business Roundtable, Mr. Jeff Mall from Visit Lincoln. And, yeah, you're absolutely right, Jeff. And, and that, again, that's what I want to do with this show is to be able to lift up some of the gems that uh, we sometimes forget about in our great city. And here it is, you know, vacation time is quickly approaching. The kids are out of school and got graduation out of the way. You said you've moving some of the kiddos, your kiddos around right. this week. And, and so now we're all thinking about, you know, what are we going to do for the summer? And there's plenty to do in our great city. Well, there is. And I, and I think just on that art note, you take a look at next week. And we got the Lincoln Arts Festival, yeah. June 17th and 18th in your backyard yes, downtown. It's wonderful. Um, this event has grown from something that was a staple down at South Point Pavilions. Mm-hmm. They take over all the parking lot down there. They've moved it downtown into the rail yard, Canopy Street. Is this the second or third year? This would be the second year for it. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's so right. Last year was the first. Yeah, yeah, and it's bounced around downtown a little bit and done some different things. But you know what's neat this year? When I took a look at the event, you've got Fine Arts Avenue. So the traditional fine arts, you've got 100 vendors from across the country coming in here to to showcase their wares. You can buy on the, on the spot. Yes. Um, you've got an emerging arts component, an emerging artist component, where we're going to kind of get that next generation of artists and artisans and interested in what's going on. Um, the creative zone for the kiddos to enjoy educational nice. demonstrations nice. And, and, and do some simple things and interact with the, you know, the, the big, the big artists, the grownups, uh, culinary court. I mean, oh. That's something new for oh. this year. That is new. Uh, culinary court's going to bring in food trucks, serving up dishes nice. that uh, celebrate diversity. Nice. And, uh, you know, to, to wrap things up, when you say arts, I think about Dan Parsons and his music interest. Yeah. So we got we got the world stage happening at yes. the rail yard, and that's going to be a cool thing that's going to happen on the 16th and 17th from 6 to 10 p.m. A lot of great music on the world stage. So I don't know. Wow. I don't know, Lincoln. You better be ready because this is going to be a fun two, two and a half days of, of arts and music in the Haymarket. And most of that is free. You bet. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've talked to the hoteliers downtown. They're they're booked up. We got people nice. coming in to enjoy this, and you know, we'll start talking about good weather and when we get into next week, and, mm-hmm. and and hope that it all works out. But yeah, thanks to Troy Gagner and the the Lincoln Arts Group for getting this getting this through. That's so awesome. Remind us of the dates again. Uh, June seventeenth and eighteenth. Okay, uh, that'll be next Friday and Saturday oh, is, uh, yeah. down in the down in the Haymarket yeah. Rail Yard. Yeah, very good. Lots of fun. Two weeks, excuse me. Yeah, geez. I was going to say. Trying to fly through June here, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, today's the first. Yeah, yeah. two weeks. Two weeks. Yep. Okay, yep. yeah. Okay, we've got a little time to plan, and uh, well, that just sounds great. So food trucks, uh, music, art, and and I know last year was the first year that they, and I'd forgotten it was the first year, and you know, coming out from COVID and making the move, and I remember talking to some of the vendors mm-hmm. that said, you know, uh, this is kind of year one, and so we'll grow from here, and sure enough, sounds like they absolutely are. You know, took a little break there, and I, I remember when this was in South Point, and I remember when they moved it downtown, we tried something over on Centennial Mall area, and that was a combination with Lincoln oh, Calling yes, at the time. Yes, um, Trying to get people in and out of downtown Lincoln on a Friday was a little bit more difficult than I think a lot of people thought, but it's it's where it belongs now, and again, um, just we want people to get out and support it and tell your friends and neighbors and relatives and, and bring them into town. Um, 
And what, um, before we take a quick break, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, those are, those are wonderful, uh, destinations, uh, for us. And, uh, um, yeah. What, uh, so what else is going on? We're visiting with Jeff Mall, uh, from Visit Lincoln and, uh, here on a Thursday afternoon, the Thursday business roundtable. Yeah, I'll tell you, um, the one thing that I, I want to just kind of ask listeners to be a part of, and I want Mark to do it and I want Dan to do it and anybody that's listening out there is, you know, we went through that whole strategic planning process, uh, with yes. the chamber and, and Jason Ball. He's been an incredible leader for our community and people like Alec Gorinsky's. You're getting a lot of new blood into the community that are really stimulating discussion. You know, from a tourism standpoint, we've started to really talk about what's missing. I mean, this is the same what's missing question we asked years ago. What was missing? Pinnacle Bank Arena. What did we do? We built the arena. We built out the rail yard. My thing in tourism is what's missing on the tourism landscape. Yes. You know, what are the yeah. kind of things, Lincoln, that that you really want us to, to move into in the future? And, you know, the easy answers are a water park. The easy answers are... You know, a 24-7 theme park like Worlds of Fun. Uh, the easy answers are we want a, a major shopping hub downtown. But I want people really to think about what what gives them something new and different to do in the community during the week. But then more importantly, in my world, what I get paid to do is what's going to drive people into this community that they've never had the opportunity to do before. So, Mark, I don't know if you're thinking about anything. Dan, I don't know if you've got ideas. But this is the stuff we want people to get onto our website and submit interest we want people to email me, jmaul at lincoln.org, jmaul at lincoln.org. Send me your ideas. We want to put them in the hopper. That's great. Well, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with Jeff Mall, and then we'll welcome in uh, Tim Matthews from Speedway Motors Museum. We'll be right back on 1499.3 KLIN. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, let's do all three. <laughs> let's educate, inform, and entertain. Uh, welcome back to the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. A- any darn time you like on your favorite podcast platform. We'll say hello to our, I know I'm embarrassing, uh, him, but our celebrity guest producer for tonight's show, Mr. Mark Vale from LNK Today with Jack and Friends. Mark, thanks for filling in for Johnny Cadillac. And uh, and if and if you think I'm exaggerating with the celebrity moniker, uh, I'll just embarrass Mark just a little bit longer. Uh, Mark is uh, a member of the National Association of Farm Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Been at it a long time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I tell people, Mark, when people say, you know, give me some kind of compliment. It's like, well, I'm old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how that happens. Well, coming up on uh, tomorrow's show, we'll kick off your weekend right uh, with the Friday Afternoon Club uh, with our resident chef, uh, Kevin Shin. And tomorrow, uh, Kevin will be joined uh, with uh, by... Uh, Cody Schmick, and Cody is uh, the managing partner for three of my favorite hangouts here in Lincoln these past few uh, years, Kincader Brewing, Sideshow Spirits, and their third Lincoln project that opened up uh, just a few months ago, the German Beer House, which, um, uh, guys, it's uh, it's in the building that I work in. <laughs> 
So, uh, but anyway, let me introduce uh, our other guests here because they're uh, chomping at the bit to, to have me shut up so I can hear from them. Um, well, as a small business owner myself, each Thursday, uh, I try to bring together what I call Lincoln's Business Roundtable, uh, the brain trust of business and community leaders. And we talk about public policy issues, trends, challenges, and triumphs uh, for the the business community here in the capital city. So joining me in studio is uh, Jeff Mall, Executive Director of Visit Lincoln. Jeff, thanks for sticking around. Always fun. And you know, Mark Vale doesn't have any gray on his head for all those years of of service and broadcasting. So congratulations, Mark. Yeah. You know where you're going for lion. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Always witty. (laughs) Well, you're Uh, half right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am delighted, and I just had the chance to meet him in the lobby for the first time, but I know of his work and know the wonderful uh, project that he uh, is charged with. Uh, Welcome into the studio for the first time on the Dan Parsons Show, Mr. Tim Matthews, who is the curator for the Speedway Motors Museum of American Speed right here in our wonderful city. Mark, uh, uh, Tim, excuse me, uh, welcome to the show. Well, I have to say it's a true honor to be here. I'm a long-time listener, probably 17 years now to 1400 a.m., and to see Mark across the aisle here from me, he is just as handsome as he sounds on the radio, Look and I'm a that. huge fan, so this makes here. my day. Wow. I love it. This yeah. is great fun. Wow. Well, Tim, uh, it's a joy. Uh, what a jewel that we have in our city of the Speedway Motors uh, Museum. And uh, I've been there several times through the years, and I know it just keeps getting bigger and better. And you just, what a, what a well, and, the, and it, just the story of how it came about uh, uh, with the Smith family. And it's just, just a wonderful gem that we have here in our city. So thanks for Thanks for hanging out with us. I love it. This is great fun. I'm excited to tell you more about the museum. It really is an honor to to talk about it, to be a part of it. You know, it really started uh, American Success Story with Bill and Joy Smith right yeah. here in Lincoln, Nebraska. So uh, it's grown uh, so much since then. Now uh, Bill and Joyce's sons oversee the museum, and they're just uh, super passionate people. And as they become successful in business, you know, they could spend that money going on vacations, but they they focus it back into the community. They really love Lincoln and they love the museum and and what it can do to educate and and, uh, entertain the city and bring people to Lincoln from from many different places. Go ahead. It sounds like you came here with a dream job opportunity and that was to work at Speedway Motors and now look at you. So tell us a little bit about that that path to where you are today and kind of why you got into the industry. Well for any young people listening uh, to, to the radio right now I guess my story is just a story of just doing what you love, doing what you're passionate about, and it might not pay so well at the beginning, and there may be a lot of struggles, and you have to work through a lot of problems, but uh, if you just keep after it, and you keep a smile on your face, you work hard, you find yourself in a position someday that you look back and say, how did I get here? This is exactly what I wanted to be doing. But if you would have asked the 10-year-old, 15-year-old Tim, mm-hmm. you know, I would have never guessed uh, I'd be doing this. I really, I really do love the automotive world. I love history. I love American history a lot. And, you know, the American, uh, uh, you know, what the automobile really means to America and American freedom, you know, all of that kind of plays into that American car culture that we get to talk about. Uh, so I guess to tell my story a little bit, I started out uh, a South Dakota 
boy, and I moved here to work on my master's degree in sculpture, of all things, oh, at the really? University of mm. Nebraska. Uh, so I was a student down there in the master's program, and I just pl- plain ran out of money. I was working on uh, bronze <laughs> castings and uh, you mm. know doing doing big uh, you know uh, big uh, figurative sculptures, and I just bronze is expensive, you know. So I so I uh, I had to get a part time job, so I went over to Speedway Motors huh. because my dad had been a race car driver, yeah. uh, and uh, he said, you know, if you need a job, you should go over to that Speedway. And I remember looking through the window of the museum, uh, you know, the college-age Tim, you know, and, and thought, wow, this place is spectacular. I'd never guess 17 years later I'd still be there. Uh, but I took the simplest job. I said, I'd like to sort bolts in the warehouse. And they said, you're overqualified for that. We'll put you on the phone selling parts. And I just fell in love with it. I mean, talking to people about what they were building, and you could talk to 98-year-old guys that were building cars. You know, yeah. they still had a dream of doing one more, yeah. you know, and it, it just became infectious. And I just loved it. And I just worked my way up from the bottom. And one day they asked me, they said, Tim, we have an opportunity in the museum. And all of a sudden, all my art background and, and all my automotive knowledge could kind of uh, culminate cool. in one place. That's so cool. it's been fun. We're visiting with Tim Matthews, who is a curator for the Speedway Motors Museum of American Speed. And uh, our friend Jeff Mall from Visit Lincoln. And uh, here on the Dan Parsons Show in 1499.3 KLIN. Well, Tim, that that is. What a wonderful story. Um, and, and it fits in so well with... Uh, with with now your your day job, I yeah, mean, that history is is pretty amazing. It's fun, and and to work for a family that you know having a family run business that started here in in Lincoln, Nebraska, nineteen fifty two, and then it's it's you know Bill was always a, a big believer, and you you know plant your roots and and you stay true to that, and you know many times throughout his uh, career building up the business, he could have moved other places, oh, but absolutely. he wanted Has to stay here, and you know I I appreciate that a lot you know as a person and and i look back and and think gosh how i miss home you know back in south dakota but you know if you're going to be anywhere else lincoln's really a fantastic spot and and having this all here is wonderful so give us a little history uh, tim of how bill started uh, the business because he was a race car driver correct bill started out uh, he was going to school to be an industrial arts teacher of all things so oh. we kind of had that in common we were both going to school to be teachers and he realized that you know he was selling parts to people at the racetrack and we had an air base here uh, in lincoln mm-hmm. and a lot of those guys had disposable income they wanted to build hot rods and race cars and he realized that to be a good race car driver, you really needed a sixth sense that he just didn't have. And he realized that. So he thought, you know what, I'm going to go into business. He took out a loan from his uh, new bride for $400, and that's how he started Speedway Motors in 1952 wow. and started selling parts to, to people uh, here in Lincoln, and it just grew from there. Uh, Jeff, uh, I I know that this gym in Lincoln, Nebraska is a selling point uh, for you uh, when you're out there pitching this city. Yeah, and in my roots are being a, a a young man out at Midwest Speedway on 27th and Superior watching stock cars and sprint cars, and I always knew the Speedway Motors 4X. So, you know, when I had a chance to get into the tourism industry 21 years ago, I began to think about the automotive destination that is Lincoln, um, not only from a part standpoint and, and just being a great standpoint, but the museum's growth, how Speedway Motors and the Smith family are a root of us bringing in hobbyists from across the country from reunions, whether it's speedsters to Model Ts, hmm. today's classic custom rods, it's an easy sell for us because with each passing year, this museum and people like Tim have taken them to the top five and ten of museums of this type across the country. And I'm not afraid to say to people, 
that this museum collection that they put together and everything that they're growing it to be is better than anything you're going to see in Daytona, is better than anything you're going to see at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Because I am passionate about it, and I know guys like Tim will back that up. Tim, I think you'd agree with me on that. Yeah, it's a pretty special collection. Absolutely. It's a special collection of fantastic objects, and really it's not just a car museum. You know, when people talk about car museums, they think of the roadside attraction going down the interstate where the cars are, <laughs> you know, kind of parked door handle to door handle. We try not to do that. It's really an American culture, car culture museum. So you'll see oil paintings, fine art, you'll see toys, you'll see uh, miniature racing cars that are, you know, maybe 16 inches long called spin dizzies. We have the largest collection of those anywhere in the world on public display. We have the largest collection of pedal cars anywhere on display. So there are all these sub-collections within the museum that make it a destination spot for big-time people that are into it. And lunch boxes too. Lunch boxes, nice, yeah. Holy nice. cow. Yeah, when I ask people at the door, you know, what's your takeaway? What are you going to remember? It's amazing how many people say your lunchbox collection. I mean, talk about pop culture, you know, hardcore. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, hours later when you're done on level one and you go to traverse these stairs that take you up <laughs> to level two, you stop and you, there's this whole wall of lunch boxes and everybody stops to try to find the lunch box that, yep, they, that they and have. most of the lunch boxes that they have there are the, the old steel ones yeah the old metal ones steel yeah. whatever they may be i found a kung fu david carradine <laughs> nice, lunch box that. that was mine i, I remembered it's, it wasn't mine nobody messed with you at school no, i know how that no. goes i know what you watch little mall uh, we're visiting uh here on the dan parsons show with jeff mall from visit lincoln and tim matthews from uh, speedway motors uh museum of speed and uh, so, so Tim, talk about, as a curator of any museum, you're constantly, I assume, on the lookout for new uh, attractions, new uh, acquisitions. What, what is that like around the country? And, and again, as, as Jeff alluded to, you guys are well known around the country. Yeah, you know, having having that name recognition is really important. We were recently voted the number one attraction by the USA Today for car lovers, so that drew, drew a lot of uh, attention to us. Uh, and we get phone calls every single day from people all over the country, and we're always looking to add to the collection. We are a nonprofit educational museum. We're a 501c3, so uh, you know, people are always looking uh, at ways that that they can help us, and and that can be also helpful to them. So you know, really, what we try to focus on though is the human story. I think so. So many people come to a, a museum and they see a fantastic car and they say, wow, you know, sure, it's rare, sure, it's valuable, but what's the big deal? You know, so if you can make that story relate to their life, uh, you know, give them an American success story. I mean, we have the Hedy Lamar Cadillac. You know, you're talking about nice. an actress from the 50s who nice. invented frequency hopping to, to help during the war effort in World War II. So, you know, they'd stop, Germans would stop sinking our ships. I mean, this was an amazing woman. And to, to have her car there, it's just a prop to be able to tell her story. So that's really what we try to do, uh, to tell the human story, make it impactful to the visitors. So when they walk out the door, they say, wow, I learned something. Not just that there was this fantastic cache of items you know you know locked up in a museum it's really to tell that human story and so are there uh, projects that you have going on of restoration i assume it's a constant uh, you know fixing and getting them into keeping them in wonderful condition well you've you've offered me a wonderful segue to talk about our volunteers because nice. we have 
Number one, I have the most amazing team at the museum. They're all super passionate, awesome people. But then on top of that, the bigger part of that team is the volunteers. We have 60 volunteers that help us out at the museum. If there's anyone out there that's looking for a volunteer opportunity, I'm always looking for more uh, folks to help, especially ladies. I mean, I'd love to have some ladies join the, the team. But they're always helping us keep the cars looking fantastic, airing up tires, just talking about cars. I call it the coolest car club in Lincoln because it just gives all these folks a chance to come and see us wow my uh my dad uh, who's just been gone a little over a year but uh, uh he was 86 and uh, he was an auto body uh, tech his whole life oh yeah and so i, I regret not uh, getting my dad uh, he moved out of state and my folks did and uh so they didn't get back to lincoln very often but yeah I, i'm just thinking of somebody like my dad would have uh, loved to have tinkered around with those antiques that would have been yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And the volunteers that come out, they become my best friends. Yeah. I mean, I just love them. And, and, you know, we hang out together and do things together. We just, uh, you know, had our largest event we've ever had, uh, our Cars and Coffee, which we, we have at the end of each month during the warm weather months, May through October. Uh, so last Saturday of every month, we, we offer up our parking lot to anyone that has a collector car can come. They get free admission to the museum. They get donuts and coffee. But you can have, we have spectators come too. We had 1,200 cars at wow. our last event. Four thousand people on our campus Whoa. i mean we needed six police officers to guide traffic it was just and it's grown from this little thing you know five or six years ago to this just this wonderful feel-good event and i've never seen so many people smiling all in one place before and boy don't we need that in oh, this world right now it was just awesome you know so my volunteers helped us pull that off my team helped us pull that off and it just made it feel so great i'm still kind of reeling from 1200 cars 1200 collector cars i assume from all over the from area. all over the place it was crazy we had i mean and when i say collector car it can be a tractor it can be a motorcycle it can, if the person who's driving it thinks it's cool hey it's cool in my book so that's kind of what well we do. And, and what's neat about it, you talked about the human connection the human story that's 1200 people that can't wait to tell somebody yes. about what they did and where this came from yes and the heartwarming stories that come with it that's the thing i love about the car the car club world the car show world yeah. is the stories and the reunions that are happening every month and every show they go to. And, you know, that's the thing I admire about the museum, too. This isn't a museum where they just cut you loose and let you go run around. There are people waiting across this 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 building waiting to tell the story about that car. And the thing that I get most worked up and excited about is, like, if there was a car that came from the 20s or 30s, the reproductions of the shop that this was built in or the old field that the car was salvaged in, your art department <laughs> should be commended for what they create because it takes you back in time. Well, that's nice of you to say. Are we, we're really proud of our dioramas. We're really proud of having flexible space, too, where we can change it up and make it fresh. You know, what I want to make sure we do with the museum is never have a time where people visit and, and say, golly, it's exactly the way I remember it. You know, I want them to come in and see something new, have a new story and something impactful that they can walk away with. So, you yeah. know. Always pushing that envelope. Yeah, we're visiting with Tim Matthews, the curator for the Speedway Motors Museum of American Speed, a jewel right here in our capital city, and Jeff Mall uh, from Visit Lincoln uh, here on the Dan Parsons Show on 1400 and 99.3 KLIN. 
Um, Tim, uh, before we forget, and we'll do this again before we uh, sign off here this afternoon, but uh, how can people find out about the museum, find out about ours and, and, and everything? Give us uh, the plug on how they can find that out. Sure. Really simple stuff. We have a wonderful website, www.speedway. Well, I'm going to start that over because I'm thinking about the business side. It's www.museumofamericanspeed.com. And that's a long one, uh, but museumofamericanspeed.com. Or you can visit us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, too. So send us a message. We've got our times on there. We just switched to summer hours. So we're open from Monday through Friday from noon to 4.30, and then every Saturday from 9 to 1. So plenty of time to get out and see us. Nice. We'd love to welcome you. Nice. Um, yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, well, so, um, Jeff, I know you had uh, some other thoughts on, uh, on on the museum. and Yeah, and I think the thing that I want you so there's been a lot of construction going on out there, and I still haven't been out to see the renovation and this expansion of this oh, campus. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I have um, there. yeah. There's a lot of stuff coming in. I don't know if you want to tease some things now, maybe, that people might know enough about, but I do recall reading about the Unser Collection. Great point. We uh, our facility our facility is 150,000 square feet. Up until we added on another 90,000 square feet to the to the facility, so that's a lot of extra space, and we're really excited about it because it gives us an opportunity to do new things. One of the things was this uh, recent show that we put on Wheel Hub Live. We brought some of the world's best collector uh, best custom cars rather cars you typically have to go to the coast to see we brought them to the midwest for the first time as a one-of-a-kind show so uh, that was just this past saturday we still have some of those cars on display if people want to come uh, check them out but having the new galleries to be able to expand and do bigger things you know we have become a, a collection of big collections meaning we've acquired and merged with other museums like the daryl starbird uh, rod and custom hall of fame museum that was in afton Oklahoma. Uh, we relocated all of that uh, stuff here to Lincoln. And then also now the Unzer Museum from Albuquerque, New Mexico, which really uh, focused on Al Unzer's racing career and Bobby Unzer's racing nice. career, along with uh, Little Al. And so all of those uh, vehicles and, and items are going to be on display here in Lincoln, Nebraska. So it's uh, super exciting times. We're growing and, and sometimes you, if you blink, you miss something. It's just there's so much going on at the museum. Very so, good. Do you ever get sent out on the road to go find cars? and bring them back i get to play indiana jones all the time and nice, i love it <laughs> nice. i like digging through the creepy old old garages and spiders and all that it's it's awesome well let's take a quick break uh, before we wrap up the show uh, we'll be right back here on 1499.3 klin you're listening to the dan parsons show on 1499.3 klin well, welcome back to the Dan Parsons Show on a kind of a soggy Thursday afternoon and here on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, Tim Matthews, curator for Speedway Motors Museum of American Speed. Thanks for being in the studio and talking to us this afternoon. Appreciate it very much. It was really an honor to be here, seeing under the hood of how this radio station <laughs> works. I love it. And I just hope everyone out there will come pay us a visit. You'll never find a better example of Nebraska nice than our museum. We're out on Westo and come pay us a visit. Yeah. Well, and uh, Jeff Mall, Visit Lincoln, thanks for uh, once again coming through with uh, wonderful ideas and, and, and highlighting a gem in this city. Uh, thank you. 
Yeah, we just hope people are listening out there and, and take advantage of some of these hidden gems and economic benefits that we have in the community. Yeah, thanks, guys. Well, listen, uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll kick off your weekend with the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Chin, and Kevin will be uh, mixing us up something, uh, but we'll be joined by Cody Schmick, uh, managing partner at Kincaid Brewing and several other places around the city. And um, thanks again to Mark Vale from LNK Today and Jack and Friends for filling in for Johnny and uh, uh, check out uh, LNK Today uh, with their Request Line Friday. That's it. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining us here on 1499.3 KLIN.